0: Good morning, Yellow Creek. We are so glad you have decided to join us this morning. Our service is going to look a little different today as we try to give you share with you a glimpse of what we experienced at Regen a couple of weeks ago. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Romans 12, one and two was the theme of our week. And as you will hear this morning, there is a lot of content packed into those two verses. One of the most impactful parts of the convention for me um, was the singing during the worship sessions. It was led by a very uh, talented group of young people who you'll probably hear a little bit more about later. Um, We learned a lot of new songs, and we definitely felt the moving of the Holy Spirit that week. So it was awesome to experience that kind of worship with this amazing group of people right here. We were invited to open our hearts to the leading of the Holy Spirit, and we invite you to do the same today. Please stand and sing with us. Some of these songs that we, some of these songs this morning may be new. Go ahead and stand. Um, may be new to you, but please sing as you can and take in the words and the melodies as we worship our God and Father. The first song is Glorious Day. tells us that jesus himself is the true rock the sure foundation he lived a life of perfection that we cannot live and gave up his life so we can live in matthew jesus says that those who hear his words and do them are wise builders they have built their homes on rock solid foundations proclaims that God is good. His goodness is abundant. His goodness is always with us and everything good comes from him. Join us as we sing of the goodness of God.
1: forward pray with me lord we we lift up this day and and this offering that we provide to you Lord, that it may touch the lives of others, and be a blessing of what your Holy Spirit provides for us. In your name we pray, amen. say hi to some If it hasn't already said, we want to thank you all for coming today and just supporting us as we share about the week that we've had uh, two weeks ago now. But I'll do some, some sharing and some, some prayer requests. So highlights for things that are coming up, just a reminder that there is a cornhole slash disc golf uh, event on July 16th, 5 p.m. at the cabin, bring a snack to share, water will be provided. Now some prayer requests for the week. Arlene Wenger's sister-in-law, Mary Yoder, passed away unexpectedly on July 3rd in South Dakota. Her funeral service is today, Sunday, July 9. She is an aunt to Carrie Wenger and Brent Wenger. Please pray for the entire family who will be traveling to the service. Bev Koblitz has finished round four of chemo, which has made her very weak and tired. Her next chemo is July 20 and also has several Sunday morning labs at Memorial Hospital. Pray for strength for her as she continues to receive treatment. And another uh, prayer request, Evelyn Troyer was taken to the ER Thursday evening and on Friday was admitted to the Goshen Hospital. She's continuing to undergo tests to discover what the issue is and to determine the treatment. Pray for safety and swiftness from the doctors to discover the problem and solution to it. If you'd pray with me now. Lord, we come to you in prayer as humbled servants, Lord, and we ask for your blessing and your guidance uh, as for the group, as we share this week, and for those that I've that were named for Arlene's waiting for sis, for Mary Yoder, excuse me, uh, and for the family around her that they could be touched and cared for, Lord. We pray for Bev Koblenz as you provide her with strength, Lord, as she's going through this difficult time. And we pray for Evelyn Troyer and for the doctors that are with her to help to guide them and to bring a solution to the issue, Lord. We lift all these things to you because we know that you have the power to make a difference and to change. Please, Lord, we ask for your blessing. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. So, if you, as I said, and if you haven't already noticed, this is MYF Sharing Sunday and Click Club. We, so you guys can come forward now. I'll share a little bit about the week. Uh, We went to Regen, which is a part of Ivana Conference. It was at Taylor University in Upland, Indiana. We went from june 26th to the 30th and i won't say too much because everyone here has something to share but it was a really good week we had all kinds of fun things to do great worship as you saw some of the songs we sang were sung at the conference uh and yeah one of you two will go first
2: Um so uh something that I really enjoyed was playing euchre. I played euchre pretty much every day with either people from my church or from different ch- churches and then on I think it was Wednesday I think uh we had a euchre tournament which lasted like over 2 hours. It was like 7 minute games and it was like very long but it was it was a fun time so. And then oh yeah. And then something I learned was um how powerful that prayer is and how um, it can help us in about anything and that no matter what people were preaching or in the seminars, it was just a main point. was just prayer is powerful.
3: Um, It was a good week with the youth. It's always good to be with them. Um, One fun thing for me, and I would highly recommend, is Sky Zone. Even as a 50-year-old. There weren't many other 50-year-olds jumping, but it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it. Um, The speakers all week, we talked a little bit about that. Um, It was about being transformed and renewing your mind. Um, I really enjoyed watching the youth worship. It's uh, great to see them worship freely and jumping up and down, um, waving their arms Um, as adults we kind of are hesitant to do that sometimes here and so I would challenge us all to be a little bit freer in our worship Um, and maybe they would too when they're here Um, it's just um, it's a great experience to see that with them
4: so uh, we played pickleball. You guys don't know what that is. Um, it's basically just ping pong, but bigger, or tennis, but smaller. <laughs> um, basically, um, it's just you use wooden paddles and uh, you hit a wiffle ball back and forth. It's really similar to both ping pong and tennis. But anyway, me and Brady got third with uh, it both both of us being like our second time playing in the tournament, out of like 15 different teams. So that was pretty cool. We had a great time, and uh, also. The Apologetics class, like there's these seminars you can go to, and there's three you can go to throughout the whole week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I went to the Apologetics class Wednesday, and I wanted to go back again. I learned a lot about defending my faith and like what that means and stuff like that. That was a wonderful, uh, wonderful experience.
3: So one of my favorite parts throughout the whole week was the worship time. Uh, It it was just uh, really cool to see youth, like, all around me from our church and from other churches uh, just jumping up and down, praising God, praying for each other. It was really cool. Um, And one thing that I learned, uh, there was a seminar uh, that I went to called BYOB, uh, Bring Your Own Bible. And... um, (laughs) One thing that I got from that that he talked about was that there is a difference between reading and studying the Bible. And a lot of times when people study the Bible, they go and they highlight a couple keywords in a verse and they're done for the day. But that is really just reading. Studying is really looking through all the context, looking before and after the verse, um, looking at all these different things just to help you understand the verse. So that's what I, I really enjoyed that class.
5: Um, So one thing I enjoyed in the week was me, Carson, and Corey. Got the 3v3 basketball tournament dub. Came all the way back uh, from the loser's bracket, so that was good. Uh, And uh, one thing I learned was uh, just to have joy in every moment, just because uh, one of the seminars I went to, they talked about Nigeria and like the persecution that they have there for Christians and it's really just important not to take for granted what we have here. Uh, my favorite part of the uh, region was uh, was uh, the sports tournaments we played in. There was, well, yeah, dodgeball and basketball. Should have won dodgeball, but oh well. And then the thing I take away, I went to the seminar, is the BYOB, not bring your own beverage, bring your own Bible. <laughs> uh, the thing I took away was, I guess, just understanding your scripture better. And there's different methods you can use to understand it. I went to a
6: seminar where I learned about how. Muslims are trying to convert Christian Nigerians uh, to be Muslim, and they're using violence. And I had fun playing in the basketball
7: tournament. I'll go. So something that helped us with the basketball tournament, just to say this, we had a six foot seven guy. Six foot seven. Uh, I couldn't score on him, but um, on Wednesday, um, Taylor had like a cafeteria. Instead of going there to eat, we went to a place called Ivanhoe's. And they're known for their hundred and 120 different shakes and 120 different Sundays. And they had a really good shake, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> but something that I took away is for our for, I went to a seminar on Thursday, and it was called How to Pray Daily. And the speaker was helping, helping us with not only like to pray for like to help pray for yourself, but to pray in a big group and she had like three steps to help you and those three steps were listen thank and ask and that that's what that you know that was big that's why I took away from regen.
4: so one of my favorite activities was capture the flag dodgeball which was capture the flag with dodgeballs added into it to make it a little more interesting So each team probably had, I don't know, maybe 12 or so dodgeballs on their side, and the object was to get a pool noodle out of the other team's end zone and bring it back to your half of the field. So our team won like the first six or seven times they played it, so we ended up having to give all of our balls to the other team, and we still beat them three times, so that was pretty fun. (laughs) And then the seminars, um, BYOB was what I was going to talk about too, Courtney kind of said what I was going to say, but also there was, they talked about three different steps of studying the Bible, And there was the observation, interpretation, and application.
6: Okay, so one thing that I had fun this week was is just hanging out with the girls and, like, playing games late at night and just talking with them. And it was, like, fun to get to know the younger girls in the group. And then one thing I learned was in the Bring Your Own Bible is that, like, there's a difference between reading the Bible and studying it and that there's, like, so many references that we can use, like, outside of just like a Bible or a study Bible, that there's like websites that like, we need to fully understand what we're like reading.
8: So my favorite part was also the evening activities. Uh, my, our team was called the girlies. We <laughs> kind of got made fun of for calling us that name, but we played pickleball, basketball, volleyball, dodgeball, all of that. And Something I learned was similar to what Carson said about the listen, thank, and ask. It's kind of a structure for prayer and a time, just like a quiet time that you can reflect with God. Um, To break it down a little bit, listen is kind of like what stands out to me on the pages that I'm reading. What does God say? Um, For thanks, uh, give glory to God and thank him for all he's done in your life. And then to ask, you can spend time asking for forgiveness spend time asking for relief of pain, and just uh, to take care of the people around you.
6: Um, So one of the seminars I went to over the week was called Threads of Hope, and I learned that Threads of Hope is an organization in the Philippines that provide jobs for people in poverty So the sole purpose behind this organization is to supply parents with jobs so to receive a steady income so that they don't have to sell their children into human trafficking. Um, Threads of Hope allows people to make various accessories like bracelets out of string. And those people then sell the accessories and they receive the profit. Threads of Hope They had a table set up at the convention, and I really enjoyed going to the table <laughs> on many occasions and probably buying too
3: many and looking at a lot of bracelets. So at Regen, I had a little bit of a different role. I'm not youth, I'm not a sponsor. I'm kind of like in between. So I got to spend a lot of time getting to know the girls a lot. Um, Won the volleyball tournament like Colette said. Um, That was really fun just getting to play with them. But then also like I got to room with Jen and Rhonda. So I was like, (laughs) got to see both sides of the spectrum. So it was just super fun getting to know everybody a lot more and just being there. Um, My favorite part was probably Olivia Williamson who was like the keynote speaker who um, had the seminar that Colette and Carson talked about. Um, and just the different visualizations that she would give us and just how she spread the word and just talked to us was so like easy and tangible like one example that she gave was like it's you can't have one foot in the world and then one foot with God like you have to you know pick a side so she was just really good at giving those visuals and making it a lot um, really tangible for all of us
9: So, one thing I enjoyed is just kind of going between uh, walking with the youth around campus, going between sessions, um, meals, worship, that kind of thing. Um, It allows you to kind of follow up on uh, things that came up in the sessions. Uh, One thing was, uh, you know, what is heaven like? Will we have jobs? What kind of jobs will we have? Uh, On the latter side, we talked about, uh, or I brought the question up, do people actually eat goat? And if so, what exactly is a goat taco? Never heard of it. Um, One of the sessions that we went to was the prayer session with Olivia. She did a really good job. One of her first questions she asked is to rate from 1 to 10 um, how comfortable you are praying alone and also praying in a group. And it just kind of brought an awareness to that. Obviously, the number was a lot higher as far as your comfort level praying alone versus praying with others, praying for others. Um, and that's where like, the steps that, uh, that they mentioned, the listen, uh, the thank, and the ask, kind of broke it down into a simple way that I think the youth, um, it resonated with them. So that was uh, helpful for them.
10: So the Euchre tournament, like what uh, Autumn shared, that was one of my favorite things we did. I think they were, we played 14 different rounds and you'd play each team for seven minutes. And then you took your score, put it on the board, and then the total from all those rounds were added up. And a team from Ohio won, but three teams from Indiana, from our church, won second place, tied for second place, so that was fun. Um, the group that led us in worship, the scene group, was called Sing Love. And um, they were made up of mostly high school-age kids. And they were training them to be worship leaders. Um, The the leader of the group, I think, was 25 or 26. But we had people from the age of 16 through early 20s. So it was really neat to see them. They weren't there performing for us. They were there to worship with us. And uh, they took turns leading. And just very neat to see that and see our group get involved in the worship.
1: Okay. Something for me, because obviously I've been on the side very recently of being at conventions like this. And to be on the other side, seeing it from a leadership perspective was something eye-opening for me. I don't know if I would say it was a fun thing or enjoyable thing, but it was something different. And I grew from that. I think something that was fun or was awesome for me to see was to see everybody here grow in their understanding of God and themselves, and just to see other things around, that was something that was a blessing for me to be a part of and experience. Um, Something that I learned, you've heard a lot about uh, BYOB and uh, Defending and Advancing the Christian Faith or the Apologetics course, I was able to go to both of those. And those are things that when I was at college that we talked about, we learned about, but it's things that you forget. And it was so cool for me to see them teaching it at this level and something that's not at the university. That's something that can be taken home and is for everyone. And I think that's so awesome because so often we separate university and church. And it's a tragedy really because they can help each other so much. And it was awesome and I think they all agree, everyone that went said they took something from that room, something different that they've never heard before. So that was something that was really cool. For me and awesome to see that to be refreshed and to learn. So we have a slideshow with pictures and a couple videos that we are going to share here. You all can go sit down and then afterwards we're going to have some reflections from the youth and I'll talk more about that after the slideshow. Hopefully that gives you a little snapshot into the week that we had. It was a week of many things, of growth, of funny events, from injuries. I left with some burns on my knees, of course, as you should. Uh, Tired, but good. Uh, So we're going to have some of our youth reflect on some of the things that they experienced from the week, whether that is a personal reflection, something they learned, looking at a seminar or class or whatever so we are going to have jenna autumn jacoby and silas share for us and i'll follow up so if you want to all be up here you can it's whoever's, whoever's first
5: so our main speaker olivia williamson Uh, talked about her program that she started called Claim Your Campus Uh, and it's basically like an app that you can download uh, and you can invite your friends to pray weekly in and for your school so it started with just eight high school students in the biggest uh, public school in Michigan and the Claim Your Campus goal is for, to have one million students to pray in middle schools and high schools across the country. Um, and a big part of her message uh, is to be praying um, for the schools, the nation, and the next generation um, so that we can come together through prayer. And she, sta- she shared a story about a girl named Morgan who started a group in her school. Uh, and it started with only two people. But as the year went on um, that she added more and more people and by the end they had 37 kids that would come together each week just to pray. Um, and that same girl, she shared another story. Uh, she was sitting in class one day and she was sitting next to a girl who was an atheist. And that girl uh, started talking with Morgan and she eventually got her to come to the prayer group. And she, uh, the atheist then decided that she wanted to follow Christ, so that was like a big story of just how powerful prayer can be, and Olivia's big message was just to call all of us to be leaders um, in our schools so that we can grow that type of culture throughout, like the whole country, um, so that others can see that and they can join in too, Um, and it should just speak to all of us that we can be in prayer for the next generation and anybody. Um, so that they can help reach their goal for one million students or more. And it doesn't always have to be a church setting that we pray in, and it should be more prayer as a powerful part in other aspects, such as school, work, and just in any other setting that's not only church.
4: Good morning. So yeah, um, just the whole thing with like the whole being transformed, like the that uh, amazing Romans 12, 1 to 2 verse, I'm going to read real quick. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That is a wonderful message. And, you know, just going through, like, all five days of the trip, you know, just hearing that over and over was, you know, it was awesome. Because I just loved the concept of it because, you know, he's always with us. He's always transforming our minds, you know. We always go through, like, our downfalls in life. But, you know, it's great that, To always know that he's always with us and that he will be healing us. Because, well, there's also this one thing that happened during basketball. Uh, During the first game, uh, well, Brady got injured. He fractured his, I mean, he didn't fracture, he sprained his jaw. He had to go to the hospital and thankfully it wasn't a break. We all got together in a circle and we just prayed about it for like a little bit. Even in the middle of a tournament, we, we let it wait. we just we prayed about it. It was awesome to see Brady back the night of and able to play dodgeball the day after that, which was it was really awesome to see that, you know. And also uh, the worship, you know, even though you know there were some downfalls during like the sports, you know, we get a little competitive sometimes, so we're going to have those. You know, it was good to go back into worship after those uh, like uh, hard events, and you know, listen, hear the word from that amazing, amazing uh, sing love. They're a amazing band. They were just as good two years ago as they were uh, this trip, because they were the same band as from two years ago, and they played amazingly again. I cannot believe it. I was really moved by the, the first time they did it and I was just as moved as this time. So yeah, there uh, is part of my experience and also like, um, the, there was a song where like you're saying hello love, hello hope, hello joy, hello peace and then you say that like three times because it's the chorus and like you say it's a new horizon at the end of it. And then there was goodbye pain, goodbye fear, And like goodbye to like a bunch of other, uh, the nightmares and stuff like that, just, and then it's a new horizon again after that because that was like the last chorus that was also amazing. Like they uh, really did open up their worship. They were dancing the whole time. They were holding their arms out the whole time. It was really moving to me. All the songs were like, they were repeating to me that God was always with me no matter what, which was always an amazing reminder it was amazing, thank you.
6: Good morning. Okay, so the main speaker for Region was Olivia Williamson, like you heard. Um, so she leads um, the organize, organization called Enlightened Students. They're a group of like Christian kids um, that meet in their high schools and pray for their school and kids in the school that don't know Christ. So on the second night, Olivia spoke, um, and she focused on Romans 2, which is, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So in this verse, God invites us to live differently. So we talked about some of, like, the worldly mindsets and, like, godly mindsets. And, like, some of the worldly mindsets is, like, this saying, like, you do you or, like, money brings you happ- happiness or, like, just, like, the all-about-me mindset. You're always thinking about what benefits you. And um, so as followers of Jesus Christ, we, are, we aren't, like, called to fit in with this world. She um, pulled an example from John 13 Jesus washes his disciples' feet, like this is an example of how God serves everyone that is for him and against him. It doesn't matter their class rank, he serves them. Followers of Jesus are called to serve those who are for and against them, and we're called to live like Jesus did. In John thirteen seven or 17, 13, 17 it says, God says, we will be blessed if we serve and live as the Lord did. So then on the third night, Olivia focused on um, listening to the Lord. In Genesis 6, the world was broken, and God w- or told Noah to build an ark. God gave Noah really specific um, details, and Noah listened to every single detail. As followers of Christ, we are called to obey, listen, and believe. In Genesis six twenty-two, it says Noah did everything just as God commanded him. God completely washed the sin out of the world with the flood. He wants to completely renew us, but we have to be willing in letting him to do that. He will continue to forgive our sins. He paid for our sins on the cross, and we have to receive the goodness of God. This led to the last night where we talked about we have to be ready and we have to have confidence in our walk with God. Um, we have a firm foundation in him, and if people of God, like we will spread the fruits of the Spirit. Olivia shared how we need to uh, we have what we need to thrive in this world, which is two simple things, and it is love God and love your neighbor. And we are connected to God, so like we are connected with each other to help each other and grow together. But we need to surround ourselves with people in the world that are going to help us grow in our faith. And then the one thing that I took away was, like we sang a song called Monday Morning Faith, and it talks about praising and giving thanks to God more than just Sunday mornings and like Wednesday nights. Praise him Monday through Sunday and all the hours of the day.
2: Good morning. I guess I'll say that too. (laughs) Um, So, but God. Uh, When I look back at this week, that's kind of just what my mind is drawn to. We were once living in our worldly and sinful lives, but God saved us by sending his son, Jesus. We were dead in our sins, but God made us alive. We were running from him, but God was running to us. Like in Ezekiel 37, the dry bones in the valley were brought back to life. Like those dry bones, God has saved us when we were dead in our sins and brought us back to life. Our main speaker, Olivia Williamson, and our Wednesday morning speaker, Gilbert Michael, both spoke about being faithful to God. Olivia did a demonstration about watered-down faith. She had some leftover Starbucks in a cup and proceeded to add water to it. She asked if anyone would want to drink it, and then she added more water to it. She told us that the coffee showed us watered-down faith. And how, when we add water or worldly things, it weakens our faith. God wants you to be all in, to trust Him. Noah was faithful when God asked Him to build the ark. In life for Noah, it was hard. When Jesus, sorry, when being faithful and steadfast can be difficult, and at times we have to prove our faithfulness. When Jesus was baptized, He was sent into the wilderness and was tempted to prove His faithfulness. The theme verse this week was Romans 12.2, which has already been read a few times, but I'm going to read it again. Uh, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Instead of being conformed by this world, have confidence in God and his never-changing love. When you transform your mind, you become brand new in him. In 1 Thessalonians 4.3, it says, For God's will, your sanctification. The definition of sanctification is the action or process of being freed from sin or purified. His will is for your renewed mind. God created a purpose for each of us. For Esther, as the well-known verse states, perhaps you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Esther was placed in a high position, and she had a hard decision to make, one that could cost her her own life. But she stood up for her people, the Jews, to save them. Not all of us are going to have the power or chance to save hundreds of people, but this lesson shows that we must know who we are and what our calling is when God gives it to us. We are his people. We are loved, valued, and a part of his kingdom. And as children of God, we are already united with the one who reigns in heaven. This is a comfort we can hold on to. And when looking at our lives before Christ, we can see in Ephesians 2.3, which says... We, too, all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. But God then says in verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. And when looking at our condition before Jesus, it gives us a renewed gratitude for what God has done. As one of our speakers said, because of him, we have been saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. Our Wednesday morning speaker, Gilbert, taught us about being tested by faith. He told us that to see the will of God is like walking through darkness, and we cannot, you cannot really see where you're going. You walk around guessing, but to truly find the will of God, you will need the assistance of God. Have him guide you to what he's created you for. When experiencing a new place, it is easier to have a good tour guide. Olivia has told us two stories. The first one was a time in college when one of her roommates lived in Chicago. So a small group from college went to go visit her. The girl who lived there was going to show them around because she supposedly knew the area very well. Long story short, the girl who lived there actually lived two hours out of the city and had not known the city as well as anticipated. They had gotten lost in the city during the winter, and as all of us know, Chicago is called the Windy City for a reason. The group was a little angry with her after that. And the second story she told us was about a time when she went to a foreign country. She had gotten a tour guide that had known the area very well. He told her about every spot they stopped at, and he had detailed explanations about it all, and he could answer every question they asked. He even let them know that which gift store had the cheapest items so they wouldn't go to the expensive ones. The reason she told us these two stories was to show that it can be easier when the tour guide has been to the place before, When you go through experiences in your life, it is important to know the all-knowing guide, Jesus. He's been through it all. He's been where you've been and where you're going. And so, Jesus doesn't just tell you to do things or go places. He shows us how to do them. The world preaches power and success and the ability to do whatever you want. But that is not what Jesus preached. He did not just preach love, forgiveness, and servanthood. He showed us as well. In John 13, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He humbled himself to show others how to serve each other. Also in the story, he washes Judas' feet. But before this time, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas to betray Jesus, and Jesus knew that he still lowered himself and washed his feet. So like Olivia told us one night to do, I want all of you guys to think of someone who has hurt you, or someone treated you unfairly or made you feel less than you are. And when you have that person, imagine they just walk into the room, they come and sit right next to you, and they just act like nothing's wrong. And when you ha- then you have to look at them and proceed to ask to wash their feet. Back, in, back then, it was a big deal, but we do not do this as regularly as to wash feet. We might, take, we might do this after communion, but not nearly as much as they used to. But you can imagine it in your own way. Instead of washing their feet, it could be taking care of them when they're sick, or helping helping them when no one else will, or even just praying for them. Jesus came to save the sick and the sinners, and Jesus served those who were for and those who were against him. And he showed us. Followers of Jesus are called to serve those who are for and those who are against them. And as someone who struggled with this realization, he is coming back one day. He's called us to serve the world like he showed us until he does. And like he's commanded later in John 13, love one another just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. Lately I've wondered how to truly love God and I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you feel like you're missing out on something or something just doesn't quite make sense yet. That is where I've been with knowing how to truly love God or I guess I still am. But an idea that keeps coming back to my head is to love each other. I think how to truly love God is to love the people that he created and even when it's hard, it doesn't, or it doesn't quite make sense. I think that's how you truly love God, to live by his example. And to end, I want to point out community. Through most of this, I talked about how you, what you can do and what Jesus taught you, but in the end, we all need community. An analogy that Olivia gave us was about a pool. You do not want to stay in the shallow end of the pool. The shallow part is lonely, and as long as you keep people at a distance, you cannot leave the shallow end. But invite people in and realize that God did not create us to do this alone, to be around people to help you grow and to learn from each other. Being in this congregation has helped me grow and learn, and I want to thank each of you for supporting me and the whole youth group on this trip. It has impacted each of us, and it will guide us to keep saying yes to what God has called us to do.
1: That's not easy to come up here and talk about stuff like that. Can we get a round of applause and the some hopes and hollers, please? You all get amens from me. That was fantastic. That'll preach. That'll preach. You can't hear it enough, and everyone, pretty much everyone has talked about it. Romans 12 1 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I want to know. I was going to say it before. The song that Silas was talking about is "Fear is not my future." Fantastic song. If you hear it, it will change your life. If you actually listen to the words, it will change your life. Be transformed. Be transformed and do not conform. When I heard the term "be transformed this week, it made me think of here what we are trying to do as a church. We have a different name for it. We call it revitalization. That's the process that we're calling it. And we talk about changing, bringing life, doing something different. And the terminology, if you're looking at the definition of revitalization, it means the action of imbuing or filling something with new life or vitality. This week, when we were talking about being transformed, we were talking about your heart. We're talking about in here something that you have to do to be different it's a choice that you make to not be like everyone else to stick out to be different because jesus was the first one to do it jesus took the harder path he stepped away from what everyone was doing he said i'm going to do what i know is right and he wouldn't ask us to do if he hadn't done it first and he did revitalization isn't the structures, it isn't the classes, it isn't what is talked about. It's here. It's a change of heart. It's buying into what you believe and embracing it and doing it. Showing to others. And that's what this week was all about. I'm going to talk about and say a testament to this group, to their character, to how much they bought in, and how much they grew this week. And it made this week so much better for me. It was really something. Be transformed, be changed. We're going to close with a song called Gratitude. And We're going to turn the main lights down, just have these up here, and I know that's going to sound like it's a performance, but if you notice what they said about sing love, sure, it might have looked like a performance, but they were a part of it, right? Worship isn't just one way or another if you buy into what you're doing. Gratitude.
0: You to stand stand us and, and join in us as, as you were able to
1: Without Jesus, we are nothing. We cannot be transformed on our own will. It is only through Jesus and what he offers, what he did for us. And it just makes me think of this song. I love that song. All my words fall short. I got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? And we can sing these songs, as I often do, but every song must end, and you never do. No matter what we do, we cannot do it on our own. We need Jesus to be transformed, to be changed. I don't know, would it be too much to ask if we could sing the final stanza again, just voices? And just hear the words. Let it imbue you.
11: What? Um.
1: for what Jesus did for us for this group for this two weeks ago for what we experienced it and we're glad that you could be here and to hear it and hopefully what was shared here can move you and you can share in that. Be transformed. Be changed. Thank you. Have a good Sunday.